Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. If you are looking for cute boy clothes, check out Jules and Co. at JulesCoBTQ.com and use the code MAGIC20 for 20% off your order at checkout. I have absolutely loved finding cute apparel for both me and my son and my new baby boy coming at Jules and Co. So check them out. Hey everyone, Caitlin here. I'm with Tara Lynn and we have a special guest um, on today. It's Jeremy Wilstein. And he is a certified Wim Hof method instructor. Jeremy, am I, is that right? Yep, that's correct. Awesome. And so we are so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm excited to have our conversation today. Yeah, we are too. So we are big fans of the Wim Hof method. We're going to kind of dive into what that is today for those of you who don't know. But we actually got to know Jeremy. Um, Last year, we went to... It was called a polar plunge, but we did like a Wim Hof method training with Jeremy last year. And it was so awesome. We loved it. We actually went as our whole family. So like some of Tara Lynn's kids came, it was so fun. And, um, and I, uh, we were already kind of into Wim Hof a little bit because of our brother, but it was so cool to learn just more about it. And a lot of the benefits that can really help us and that we all have access to to really benefit us, not only like physically, but emotionally. So we're going to kind of get into that. But um, before we really delve in, Jeremy, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself for our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the Wim Hof Method as well. Well, uh, again, thank you so much for having me on here. Um, And that was a very fun event where we did some breath work and then we all jumped in a freezing cold pond in January. So everybody did awesome. (laughs) It was freezing. Yeah. Um, a little bit about myself. <clears throat> I grew up here in Utah. Um, my family moved to Park City when I was very young. I got introduced to the Wim Hof method about five years ago. I was traveling through New Zealand, living in a van, um, just moving from place to place. And uh, I'd met a guy out surfing who was going to help me with uh, some work on my van. And he ended up helping me out and then inviting me up to his farm to spend the night. So I went up there, I stayed the night and his girlfriend uh, happened to have a very prominent yoga studio on the North Island. And we got to know each other a bit more. And he said, Hey, you should, you should stick around for four, day, four more days and come to this Wim Hof method workshop. And I was like, well, that's good and everything, but what is Wim Hof? I had no idea what it was. And he said, Oh, we got to watch this vice documentary. This guy, he's crazy, climbs Mount Everest with nothing but shorts on, and he swims under Arctic sea ice, and really fascinating. He talks about how you can heal yourself naturally through, um, by allowing the body to do it. I went to school with exercise physiologies, so I said, that, well, that sounds interesting. I'll stick around for four more days. So I ended up going to a workshop, <clears throat> learned the breathing technique, went into a cold, cold, uh, cold bath and loved it so much. I kept practicing on my own 
And then I kept showing people the breath work and kept bringing people to the cold. And uh, I, I think the realization happened when uh, my mother, she would get anxious about things that I didn't really think were worthy of getting anxious about. <laughs> Um, for example, if we were needing to go to the airport, it didn't matter if we left three, four hours early, she was always anxious to get there. And so one day before we were about to go on a trip, uh, I said, hey, mom, how about lay down for a sec? Let me show you this. This will only take 10 minutes, maybe 12 minutes. I'm going to guide you through this breathing technique that I learned. She agreed. And in 10 to 12 minutes, she came back from the breathing and was stress-free. She was so stress-free, I had to say, hey, mom, it's time to go to the airport, which <laughs> never happens. Because <laughs> she's always got to go to the airport. We got to go. And that moment when she, I said, hey, mom, we got to go. We got to go to the airport. And she had relaxed so much from such a stressful event that I knew I was there was something there. So my mom embraced it. She kept practicing. Uh, she does her breath work every morning and she's 60, 69 years old. And she was out there breaking the ice and getting in cold plunges in the middle of winter. And uh, it has helped her tremendously. And I <clears throat> feel like she's living her best life right now. She's lost, she's lost weight. She just has so much more of a spark about her. Um, so that really inspired me to, to keep teaching and keep showing people the breath work and exposing them to the Wim Hof method. And then I decided about a year and a half ago, I became certified to teach the workshop. And I probably put about 300 people uh, through an ice bath now. Well, that's a lot, 300? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I feel, I feel pretty like proud that we're at least one of those people because yeah. it's so <laughs> yes. fun and, and super cool. So I love that story. Thanks for sharing. When you said your mom's living her best life, I thought, so when I, when I did that with you and anytime I have since done anything with cold, you can't help it, but just feel so alive. Like yeah. you just feel like you are so, so alive. And so I think living your best life is a good sentence to go with it. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, let's start with, there's, you know, the different pieces of the Wim Hof, the Wim Hof method. Can you walk us through each of them? And the whole purpose of this for you listeners out there is you're going to hear something here, hopefully that resonates with you. And you can use all the pieces together. Or if there's a piece where you're like, oh, I want to try this. Um, hopefully something Jeremy says here is something you're like, you know, I'm willing to try this. And I just invite you to, it's worth trying because it is so cool. I have loved, I've been doing this breath work for a long time, but I hadn't incorporated cold until my work with you, Jeremy. So, yeah. I also, just before you start into that, I thought something really cool is that some of the benefits that like just are part of the Wim Hof method. Like if you look it up, I mean, there's so many really cool benefits to it. And I, I'd love if you kind of go into this too, but like, yeah, just for the listeners, I mean, one of them is like reduced stress levels, um, like a stronger immune system, improved like sports performance. Like there's so many cool things. And there was a lot that I just thought, I feel like we all could use more of this in our lives. And it is cool to think that this is something that we all have access to. And um, it is so powerful in our life. So I'm excited for you to kind of like walk us through. And there are those three main elements that um, Jeremy's going to walk us through. And maybe that's a great place to start. Could you walk us through what are the benefits of this? Why, yeah. why are we even learning about this, Jeremy? Sure. Do you want me to go into the benefits or give you a little bit of background on 
on the Wim Hof method and where it originated from. Maybe yeah. give us the background first. That sounds yeah. good. So uh, the Wim Hof method, it's named after a guy named Wim Hof, who is from the Netherlands. <clears throat> and Wim, Wim is, um, he's a character, <laughs> to say the least. Wim, a long time ago, started experimenting with cold water. And a lot of people don't know, you know, Wim had traveled to, uh, to a number of different countries, India, Nepal, and he'd studied yoga, he'd studied prana, pranayama breathing, he's a master yogi, and as an adolescent, he was searching for more, he was searching for that feeling, that feeling of being alive, and he, it wasn't until he was 17 years old that he decided to strip down in the middle of winter and jump in a frozen pond in Amsterdam, that it was that moment when he was in the cold that he felt present and the most alive because he wasn't thinking about his problems of yesterday or what he had to do tomorrow. He was in that present moment in the ice water. And a lot you hear these days about, hey, how to live in the present. You know, you should, you should live in the present. And it's like, well, how do I do that? Well, jump in a freezing cold lake and I challenge you to think about your struggles and your problems of, as opposed to just surviving the experience. So it brings you into the present moment very well. And that's what Wim really loved. So Wim experimented when he was about 17 years old with the cold. Then he noticed that when he got into the cold, he took this big breath <sighs> and he really had to learn how to control his breathing so that he could deal with the cold. And through that, that's where the breath work aspect of the Wim Hof method came. And we do the breathing technique before we go into the cold. We never do it in the water um, in order to prepare our bodies both physiologically and prepare our mind for this very stressful environment, freezing cold water, and how we can deal with the stress of it. Eventually, a local news crew got wind that he was, this crazy guy was jumping into the uh, freezing cold water in the middle of winter. And they came out and interviewed him and just so happened somebody was ice skating on that pond. The water broke, they fell in and uh, Wim ran out there and jumped in the water and saved him and became a local hero overnight. Wim has four kids and, you know, unfortunately uh, his wife suffered from, from depression, anxiety, and she was spiraling downward um, in her mental state. And she was looking towards the doctors to, to help solve that problem. Uh, pharmaceuticals, and she was on many different medications. And every time she went back to the doctor, she got on, an, on another medication and another medication. And she just got worse and worse and worse and so bad that she ended up <clears throat> uh, taking her own life and jumping from a building, leaving Wim with his, his four children. No money, Wim was very stressed out and heartbroken to say the least. But Wim kept going back to the cold and going back to his breath work in order to deal with the trauma of losing his wife and the stresses of raising four kids alone. And he truly believes that it was the pharmaceuticals uh, that his wife was on that she wasn't thinking clearly and that had brought her down a spiral path because the medications were masking a problem as opposed to dealing with the root of it. So Wim's message too with the Wim Hof method is, you know, there's a spot for Western medicine, there's a spot for medications, but we have the power inside of us to heal our body. 
to heal our mind, to heal our trauma, if we just allow our body to do that and not overthink everything, we can heal ourselves. So after the loss of his wife, Wim kept going back to the ice and he kept challenging his body, challenging his mind in extreme conditions. He's got over 20 world records, including climbing Mount Everest with no, no shirt, just shorts and shoes on. That's crazy. He, he made it, uh, he made it just barely before the summit. He had to turn back, back because previously he had ran a marathon barefoot in the, above the Arctic Circle and had a little frostbite on one of his feet. <laughs> just a little, just a little frostbite <laughs> on the feet. <laughs> he had quite a bit of frostbite on his feet running barefoot. And oh so when word. he went to challenge Everest, he had to turn back because of his foot. Oh. And he went to the doctor when he got back down and the doctor said, you're probably going to lose your foot because of this frostbite. And the doctor gave him all kinds of medications here. This might help. He didn't take any of them. He went back. He kept doing his breath work and meditation, and he was able to heal his foot through the power of the mind. So cool. The doctor said he was going to lose it. So he also uh, swam under Arctic sea ice. First time he tried it. He didn't realize his corneas were going to freeze shut. So he was, he was blinded down there and a safety diver got him. The next day he went back out, put some goggles on and, and did this, the swim successfully. It's crazy. He was then dubbed the name, the Iceman, and was even on uh, uh, local or national U.S. news channels in the early 2000 and uh, stayed in uh in ice water for almost two hours. Crazy. So after he was dubbed the name, the Iceman, he said, <clears throat> you know, I'm not just the Iceman. I can control my physiology. I control, I can control my temperature, temperature regulation. And to prove that he went to Africa and ran a marathon with no water, <laughs> just to prove that our bodies are capable of so much more. Of both extremes, any extreme really. Exactly. Exactly. And then in 2007 was with the big paradigm shift of Wim trying to break all these world records and get all this notoriety to the first uh, medical study that was done on Wim. And it was done at the Feinstein Institute in New York City, a very prominent research uh, institute. And they measured, they measured his blood and noticed that he could voluntarily control inflammation in his blood and voluntarily control different aspects of his autonomic nervous system that science didn't think was possible. And in 2007 is when the Wim, when Wim put his body up for science because he said, hey, I think we're really on to something. And that that is what spurred into the, the Wim Hof method and the medical side of it. And since then, there's been tons of research done at very prominent universities on the Wim Hof method when it deals with many different physical and mental ailments. My favorite of them is, can you tell us about the immune system one where he not just, he's like, it's not just me. I can train other people to do this. And they injected them with, was it E. coli? Is that the. Yeah. So that was what they call the endotoxin study. So uh, the Radboud university in the Netherlands, they had injected over 20,000 people with this endotoxin. And when I say endotoxin, what they used is they took the E. coli bacteria and they took the dead cell wall of it and they were injecting people with it to see how their immune system responded to it. They injected over 20,000 people 
and every person had gotten sick for three to four hours. Because what happens, you get injected, your immune system says, hey, there's a foreign invader. They ramp up your uh, immune response. So what you get is fever, flu-like symptoms, uh, muscle aches, and those symptoms pursue very rapidly for three to four hours. Then the body realizes, oh wait, hey, this isn't actually E. coli, and your immune system subsides. So Wim walks into this university and says, hey, inject me with this because I can control my immune system. I can regulate these things. And they say, no, you can't. It's, it's not possible. He says, yes, I can. So Wim does 30 minutes of his breath work only. There was no cold involved with this. And then he gets injected and he continues doing his breath work throughout the experiment. And he only notes a mild headache about two, two and a half hours into it when every other participant was very, very sick. And the scientists couldn't believe it. They said, you know, you're the first one, but you're the Iceman, you're an anomaly. You can do all these things with your, <clears throat> with your physiology. And he said, no, 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 it's not just me. I can train people how to do this. They said, if you can train people how to do this, we'll rewrite the textbooks. And so that's what happened. They took uh, a group of 18 volunteers and Wim took them to Poland and trained them for four days in the cold uh, meditation mindset and uh, the breathing technique for four days. And then they went home for six days and did the breathing technique on their own and took cold showers or a cold bath. And they came back and they got injected and they didn't get sick. It's amazing. I think and that's so cool. Yeah, the scientists, they actually rewrote, it's like chapter 22 in the textbooks, the endocrine and the immune system. And there's Wim Hof at the very beginning of the chapter in the medical uh, textbooks there, explaining how it, you can regulate your immune system with it. So it's very pressing today, especially with COVID happening. Um, you can control inflammation. And the interesting thing in that study, they studied the blood and they also showed that it wasn't only the immune system, <clears throat> the response with flu-like symptoms and shivering and aches and pains that was suppressed, but the, the immune system was still working in the background. So your white blood cell production actually went up. So you actually started building your defense for the foreign invader and you didn't get as sick. So it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. So with that, Cause I feel like hearing that it's like, okay, that is super powerful. How do we do it? So you've kind of touched on those three elements and let's maybe delve into um, whichever one you want to start with, but, um, and then kind of talk about that. Yeah. So the, the Wim Hof method, the thing about it is it's very simple. It is not a complex practice at all. Um, there's three pillars to the Wim Hof method. There's breath work, there's cold exposure, and there's mindset, three pillars to it. Uh, with breath work, what we're doing <clears throat> is we're manipulating the physiology in our body in order to voluntarily release hormones that act to suppress inflammation, suppress pain naturally through this breath work practice. And the breath work practice maybe takes 12, 13 minutes to do. And it allows us to voluntarily release 
adrenaline and some other hormones that work to decrease inflammation and increase our healing healing time, just different ailments. So the breath work, and it also decreases stress, anxiety, and it doesn't take much time in order to do it. So um, that's the breath work. The cold, the cold exposure can be anything from taking a 15 second cold shower, 10 second cold shower after your warm shower to sitting like, like you ladies did up to your shoulders in ice water um, to, you know, going out on a cold morning with minimal clothes and just spending five, 10 minutes outside. So there's a number of different ways to get your cold exposure. And finally, the mindset pillar is <clears throat> the breath work and the cold are very important. Uh, the mindset I think is the most pivotal part of the Wim Hof method because if we can calm the mind and allow ourselves to go into these, go into the cold, which is a very discomfortable environment and we can relax in this very stressful environment, then we are training our mind to relax when we get hit with stress in the real world. Mm. We also find that when you're going into the cold, it's really more about your mindset. Okay, are you relaxed? Do you have confidence that you can do this, which will allow you to, to withstand the cold and have a more pleasant experience with it as well? Um, so that's, again, the three pillars of the Wim Hof are breath work, cold exposure, and, and mindset. There's, you can go into deeper ones on each one, but those are the, that's the overview of the Wim Hof method. I love how simple it is. I love, love, love how simple it is. The cold is the hardest for me, <laughs> but I love, I love how you can take the mindset what you just said. I mean, most of us don't spend our days just sitting in cold water. So that's, it's for me, like how I look at meditation. I don't actually meditate to get better at meditating. I meditate to get better at life, Exactly. but we take that practice. What we learn in our practice, we take with us and yoga. Well, no, yoga is an exception. I do yoga because I actually want to get better at yoga. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little bit of that but okay do you mind sharing some details about the breath work um like i'm assuming when you say it takes around 12 minutes are you saying like three rounds of the breaths in hold is that what you're talking about yeah yeah so i can i can talk about the breath work um mm -hmm. one thing i want to mention first off there are some contraindications for the practice and with the wim hof method uh it's not recommended or not advised for, for women who are pregnant or are trying to become pregnant. Um, we just don't know how the breath work affects the baby. It might be totally fine, but we just, we say no, no for women that are pregnant. Also, if you're have, if you're, uh, suffer from epileptic seizures and third, if you have a serious heart condition, uh, we advise you to seek a doctor first before doing this practice. The breath work is only meant to be done in a safe place. Uh, when I do my breath, I do my breath work. I wake up in the morning, I use the bathroom, and then I get right back in my comfortable bed and I start doing my breathing, doing it lying down. You could do it lying down or in a seated position. The most important thing is you do it somewhere that you could comfortably fall asleep and you would be totally safe. Okay, 
So that means not while you're driving, not in the water, not near the water, not on a chairlift, not sitting in traffic, okay? Mm -hmm. It can be very profound, so I would just recommend doing it lying down. So the breathwork practice is, it consists of three or four rounds. And what we're doing is we're doing 30 to 35 deep breaths, either in through the mouth or in through the nose. And then when you exhale, you just let the air out of your mouth. You just let the air go. So the inhale is active. The exhale is, is passive. Okay. We're going to do about 35 deep breaths. You'll probably start feeling some tingling sensation, some looseness in the body. Uh, you might feel some emotions come up. You'll feel some different sensations. Then we're going after 35 deep breaths, we're going to take our last deep breath. We're going to let the air go and hold our breath on the exhale. And we're going to hold as long as it feels comfortable. For most people, this would be 30 seconds, maybe 40 seconds, some people maybe a minute. But the important thing is when you feel that urge to take a breath, you go ahead and take a full deep inhale. You hold the inhale at the top of the breath. And you hold that for about 15 seconds and let that go. And that's one round. And then we'll move into the second round and do 35 deep breaths. And we'll take our last inhale. We'll let the air go. You hold your breath on the exhale for as long as you can until you feel that urge to take a breath. It's important not to force that. You take a full deep inhale, hold that for 15 seconds, let that go another round. So we'll do three, maybe four rounds of that. And that's the basic breathing practice. It's very simple, very effective, <laughs> to say the least. It's so effective. Yeah. I love how when I do it, sometimes I just feel energized, but sometimes like cool things happen in my body. I mean, yeah, you get like cool tingles and it's fun. And it's not the same every time, which is fun for me too. Yeah. I did want to, cause I thought that was something doing the, the training with you last year. That was something really interesting to me was that like, I wasn't really I didn't really expect to feel like as cool as it felt. Cause it's like, I feel like I've done deep breathing before and it feels good. It's like relaxing and it's great. But I feel like when I was doing that and when you were like, you know, yeah, you could have emotions come up. You could feel like tingling in your fingers and stuff. I was like, Oh, okay. And it is really cool. So and something that I think really stuck with me that you said too, was I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something like, this isn't drugs. You're not putting anything into your body. This is just breath. Like, and it's something that you're all doing. We're just harnessing that and like that ability. And it is so powerful. So I am kind of curious why, like, why maybe does that breath work have such a powerful effect on us physiologically? Like what is it, what's happening in our bodies to maybe cause some of those sensations? Sure. Yeah. It's a very good question. When we do the breath work, uh, there is a, I'm going to talk about the relationship between carbon dioxide and oxygen in our body. Okay. When we uh, start the breathing and we do our 35 deep breaths. Well, let me back up here in a second. Most people, when you're walking around, you're taking air in, you inhale, you take an oxygen in. And what happens is that oxygen binds to your red blood cell by a molecule called hemoglobin. So you can think of hemoglobin as the glue, the glue, the glue that binds the oxygen to the red blood cell. The red blood cell transports the oxygen around your body and we 
when it gets to the right spot, the hemoglobin lets go of the oxygen and it goes into our muscles and our cells and it's utilized in our body. Okay. So we all have about 97, 98% of our blood is always saturated with oxygen. That is a pretty high amount. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. When we do the breathing technique, when we take our 35 deep breaths, we bring our oxygen, blood oxygen saturation up to maybe 98, 99, sometimes 100%. So we move the needle a little bit. What happens with our carbon dioxide levels? <laughs> Jeremy's giving us some hand movements. Yeah, you can't kind of see him, but it's really good. I wish you could. Or something. <laughs> so our oxygen levels will get up to 98, 99, maybe 100% our carbon dioxide levels will actually drop because we're exhaling this air and we're exhaling carbon dioxide. So our carbon dioxide levels will lower. Then when we do our, our hold and we hold our breath, our oxygen levels start to fall and our carbon dioxide levels start to come back up. A lot of people think it's the lack of oxygen that makes you take a breath. It's actually the buildup of carbon dioxide in your body that makes you take a breath. It doesn't have to do with the oxygen. So when we're doing our hold and carbon dioxide starts building up in our body, it hits a certain threshold and we need to take a breath. We're just like, okay, we're out of air. You take a full deep inhale. When you take that inhale, your oxygen levels come right back up. And then you go into the next round. And the next round, we get our carbon dioxide levels down even lower so we can hold our breath longer. Most people without training, We'll hold their breath the first round for a minute, the second round for a minute 30, and the third round almost two minutes, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Okay? But we're we're altering our physiology through the breath work practice. So what happens each round we're able to hold for longer and we're able to hold longer and get our oxygen levels down lower and lower and lower. What happens is our body when our oxygen levels get down so low, our body has a fight or flight response. It has a sympathetic nervous system response. And with that response, it will release adrenaline into our body. Also other hormones that we naturally produce that make us feel good, serotonin, dopamine. What happens, we manipulate our oxygen levels. We have this release of adrenaline and the release of adrenaline actually works to decrease inflammation, decrease pain in our body. And then the other hormones make us, make us feel real good. Mm -hmm. So we're able to manipulate that. And they say we can release as much adrenaline through this breath work as somebody's first bungee jump. Wow. Which is quite profound. Yeah. And the thing about it is we're also training our mind because when we're doing this breath work, we're in a very relaxed state. However, we're also in a stressful environment, an environment of low oxygen in our body. So low that we're able to, we have this fight or flight response, this kind of stress response to the low oxygen in our body, yet we are relaxed and we are calm. So it's training our minds that when we have a stressful situation happen to us, to respond to that with breathing deeply and relaxing through the experience instead of getting more stress and building more stress in our body. 
So through the breath work that helps train our mind. And then physiologically, we also have all these great benefits of anti-inflammatory pain reduction through, throughout our body naturally without having to take any medications. We're just using the pharmacy that lies within our body. Which is incredible. It makes me just, my mind is blown that our bodies have all these amazing tools already built in. It's yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I, I feel like I'm remembering this, but tell me if this is just way off. Cause I feel like sometimes when you hear like, Oh, a spike of adrenaline, that seems like it, it sounds almost counterintuitive that that would be helpful for us. Cause sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. do I want that to mm-hmm. be happening? Cause people always say cortisol is connected to inflammation. Yeah. Yeah. So my questions too, cause I feel like I remember something about you saying like, because now sometimes we are living, tell me if I'm wrong, like we're living sometimes in like a constant state of like, just like kind of low level, but like low level adrenaline all day because, you know, something happens at work or with our kids or that we're kind of like living at this low level where our bodies and, and that constant stress isn't great for us. Does this sound, is this sounding familiar? And then you said like, but I feel like I remember you saying that spike kind of helps us like re go back down to like not having that constant level. Is that right? Yeah. So, so we have what's called chronic stress and then we have what's called eustress. They're two totally different stresses. Okay. Chronic stress. is what you think about, think about our modern society running from appointment to appointment, kids to school, kids to soccer practice, this, this, we're busy, we're busy, busy, and we feel stressed out. And the reason this is, is because it could be linked to our breathing. If we're taking short, shallow breaths, all day, what that do, what is that's doing is telling our body, we are under stress release adrenaline, release cortisol, something's happening that we need to fight it or we need to run away. And we don't realize that even through our breathing, our short, shallow breathing, we're electing that response in our body. We're telling our body to, in essence, release adrenaline, release cortisol. And if those hormones are constantly being released at a low level and we don't get a break, that's where we get the anxiety. That's where we get the stress. That's where we get these sicknesses, inflammation, cancers, because we're living in this fight or flight world. Mm-hmm. We don't realize that we're doing that. The nervous system is composed of your sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight, and your parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and relaxation, rest and digestion, okay? Mm-hmm. When these two nervous systems are functioning properly, we feel good. We feel balanced, clear-headed. We have energy, but it's not sporadic energy. It's uh, the equivalent if you go out for a run or you go skiing or you go for a bike ride, you get back and you feel calm, relaxed, you feel good. Mm -hmm. That is a balanced nervous system. The nervous system is meant to function that if we have, if we're walking through the woods and we see a bear, and we have this release of adrenaline, we have this release of cortisol, we either run away or we fight it. But then once the threat is not there anymore, then our nervous system is very good at going back to equilibrium mm-hmm. and normalizing itself very quickly. And we, we feel good again. In our modern society, we're not giving our nervous system a break. We're going running around, kids screaming, families yelling, 
we're always telling our body through our breathing, through our short, shallow breathing and our actions that we are in a stressful fight or flight situation. And we're just constantly releasing adrenaline and cortisol. And that's where it's very unhealthy and you get burnout, anxiety, stress, disease, inflammation. But on the flip side, we have, so that's chronic stress. Yeah. On the other side, we have you stress or good stress. And I would compare that to, you know, going to the gym and lifting weights. Initially, the next day you might feel sore. You're like, oh, I, you know, I don't feel so well. But then the day after you feel strong and you feel better. That's you stress. That's st- good stress on the body. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is the stress that we're using during breath work. We're putting a low level short-term stress on the body with low oxygen. Also, when we go into the cold water, we're putting a short level, good stress on the body, going in the water, maybe a minute, two minutes, having that stress response, but then we get out of the water and there's no more threat. So our nervous system goes back to equilibrium. So we're training our nervous system to go back to equilibrium, to have more balance in our life. So somebody that's been going through chronic stress, anxiety, sickness for a really long time, they don't realize that they're telling their body fight or fight, fight or flight, release cortisol, release adrenaline. And it's, you, you just, you just can't do it consistently for a long time. You'll get burnt out. Right. So this is training the nervous system to have that release, which is normal and healthy, and then go back down to baseline equilibrium. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. I, I think that's, I think it really is so cool that it, cause I think sometimes we do think of stress or adrenaline or some of those things as sometimes almost just like purely negative, but they do have a purpose in our body. And so I like that you point that out, that we're kind of using something that our body already has and we're using it to help us stay in those healthy parts. Cause they're, you said the sympathetic and the parasympathetic, they're both good parts. We need them as, but we want them to be working how they should work for them to really benefit us in our lives. Exactly. And, and, you know, in our society, I think we, um, we think of being comfortable as being healthy and reality. So much comfort is actually killing us Mm. because we are not using our body. We are, we are allowing these comforts, You know, if it's too cold, we turn on the heat. If it's too hot, we turn on the air conditioning. There's always these gadgets to make our life more comfortable. And that is what is slowly killing us because we need discomfort. We need challenge. We need adversity. And that's how our body works well, because we have those stresses that aren't constant, but they're there to challenge us and our body reacts and our body is used. Our body wants to be used. Our body wants to be engaged. And if we do that, it keeps ourselves healthy. It keeps our mind and body healthy. But when we strive for ultimate comfort and I don't want to be cold, I don't want to be too hot. Our body just kind of shrivels up and says, okay, well, we're not going to do anything. I want to be challenged is what our body is saying. What's up, you guys? Roger Jessup here with the Utah House Doctors. So you just bought your nice new house, and what happens when something goes wrong or something breaks? We have you covered. We have vetted several contractors. 
whether it be from a break in your sprinkler lines or your kid punched a hole in the wall and you just need a handyman. You have access to these people by following our page. And these are people that we know and trust. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So just with little challenges, cold showers, getting into uncomfortable situations just for a little bit works wonders on your physiology. Jeremy, as you're saying that, it is incredible to me because what you're describing about our body, that's exactly how every other aspect of ourselves works too, right? Our mind, when we try to just make our mind comfortable, then we don't challenge it. But when we're challenging it and we get uncomfortable, that's when our mind shows us what it's capable of. Same thing with our emotions. I mean, on our podcast, we talk a lot about emotions and leaning into feelings, even the uncomfortable ones. And I think a lot of people spend their lives trying to avoid those painful emotions, fear, disappointment, rejection, insecurity, all those things. So in, in trying to avoid those feelings, we end up only hoping like we're, we're just living our whole life trying to stay comfortable emotionally and then we're not actually living it's only when we're able to embrace that we're going to have those negative emotions and say this is part of life and i'm going to feel it and i'm going to lean into it then we have that i think you use the term bounce back but that idea of like then we bounce back and then we're able to feel the joy and the happiness and the fulfillment so much more when we can also lean into the negative emotions. So this is thrilling to me because you're talking about from a body standpoint, exactly what we always talk about from an emotional standpoint. And I'm sure we could get a brain scientist on to talk about intellectually how we can do the same thing with our brains, which is so cool. It's just so cool because this is just such an easy tool. We all have bodies. We can all tap into this and then carry what we learn about feeling discomfort and being okay, even in discomfort. And from my experience with the cold and with this breath work, when we say it makes us more feel alive, I can actually feel more, like my skin can feel more. So by leaning into that discomfort, it actually increases our ability to actually feel. Have you, would you say that's pretty common? That's what everybody feels like? Yeah, definitely. That That is a, a feedback I get a lot. And even if you're like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know, I can't do the cold, I can't, you know, that's just too much for me right now. That's totally okay because the breathwork practice of it to start is magic as well. I mean, you feel vibrations, you feel sensations in your body that you might not have felt before just by utilizing your breath. And the beauty of the breath is you don't have to go buy any more of it. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to go to a studio. Like you always have the breath with you. The only time the breath isn't with you is when you've left this earth. So it, it, these, these tools are always with us and you have the ability to change the mind and change your mindset very, very quickly just by utilizing the breath. Then when you uh, couple it with, going into the cold, 
and feeling the cold on your body because this stimulates all the cells in your body. And if our different cells of our bodies are stimulated, then those cells grow and they grow through adversity as well. And they get stronger. When we go into the cold, I mean, we have, I think it's 75,000 miles of capillaries, veins, vessels throughout our body that would wrap around the earth a couple of times. That's all within our body. And what happens in the cold, whether that be, okay, hey, take your warm shower, the end of your warm shower, turn it all the way cold, just try 10 seconds, 10 seconds, okay? Do 10 seconds, turn it off, get out of the shower, dry off, and then I just want you to observe how you feel. And if you feel better than when you got in the shower and better than your normal shower, you have to ask yourself, is 10 seconds of discomfort worth me feeling fantastic for the rest of the day? I'm going to let you weigh that out to see if it's worth it. It's, it's a pretty easy trade for the amount of slight discomfort for how much time you feel great. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when we do the cold and we get into the cold, what we get is our, our vessels contract. Then when we get out, they warm up and they open up. And when we train our vessels to open and close, they get stronger, just like going to the gym and lifting weights. And when our vessels are stronger, then it allows us to more efficiently pump blood and nutrients and oxygen all around our body. So you might have that chronic pain in the knee from an injury or that ankle hurts, or you have some low back pain. And the reason it's not healing is it's not getting nutrients and fresh blood there because our vessels aren't pushing it there. But imagine if you had stronger vessels that could more efficiently pump nutrients around your body to maybe these places of pain that you've had from when you're a kid. Meanwhile, if your vessels are more um, are stronger and can more efficiently pump blood and oxygen around your heart, your heart's going to work less hard. Your mm -hmm. blood pressure is going to come down. Okay. So we're, we're training our body to more effectively just be, and we do that through discomfort slight discomfort, slight stress on our body through the cold or through, or through breathing. So let me make sure I get that. So the cold, cause I feel like the cold is probably the most peculiar of the three elements. Like, I feel like when people are hearing this, it's kind of like cold, that's interesting. But what you're saying is that act of being in the uncomfortable cold for however long you decide to do it for is kind of a workout for our blood vessels that just as we would work out our muscles and anything else that is strengthening that part of our body and therefore making, helping our heart health, everything else increase and improve. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Strengthening our cardiovascular system. Okay. Pump our blood easier. Our heart doesn't have to work as hard. Tons of benefits there. Yeah. So for somebody who's trying the 10 second cold shower at the end of their warm shower, do you recommend them allowing themselves to, cause you're going to gasp at first, right? It's like a, that do you, do you want, is it best to try to attempt to slow their breath or do you say, just do whatever your breathing wants to do when you're in a cold shower? Yeah. So, and one thing I want to point out again is the breath work practice is totally separate from going into the cold Two totally different things. Okay. You do the breathing first, it allows you, it prepares your body, prepares your mind to be relaxed, to go into the cold and go into the cold, whether that's into an ice bath or taking a cold shower, 
what I remind people of, don't worry about how cold it is, okay? It's gonna be cold, you know it's gonna be cold. Just focus on slowing down the breath because the initial response that 99.9% .9 of the people have is they get in the cold and they go, oh, 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 and they get into this, this fight or flight. You're having a fight or flight response. So what you need to do is just focus on the breath and just focus on trying to slow the breathing down. To do that, you can do nice long exhales and you can even hum, hum, hum. And you will get to a point, I promise, that the cold won't be so bad. And the moment you get control of your breathing, that's when it all gets a lot better, okay? So to start, you just wanna slow the breathing down when you, uh, when you get the cold on you, okay? So that's, that's the best recommendation when you get into the cold. Fantastic. Okay, I love this. Can you, as your last pillar, you talked about mindset. Is there anything else you want to add to that mindset pillar before we move on? Um, to, for our listeners to incorporate. So, I mean, they have some great tools now to incorporate the breath work and very concrete ones about incorporating cold if they choose to do so. Is there anything else about the mindset you want to add? I mean, the mindset again is, is very important to help, you know, with the breath work and letting go and just allowing the body to do what it needs to do. We have three different layers, levels of our brain and they develop at different times. Uh, we have the brain stem, which is the first part of our brain that develops. And when babies are born, this is developed. And in the brain stem, it's known as your reptilian brain. It's the oldest part of your brain. And that's where survival, your instincts, your intuition. This is also where your hormones lie, where you release hormones into the body. And it's where basic human functions lie. So when babies are born, they know when to, they know to cry when they're hungry or cry when they need the diaper change or cry when they're cold, basic functions of life. Then you have the middle part of your brain known as the emotional brain or the mammalian brain because all mammals have this. And this is where your emotions lie. And when kids are about four years old, this part of their brain just starts to develop. So they start to feel emotions. They start to feel the energies. They feel empathy. They just... They start understanding emotions when they're about four years old. And then the last part of the brain to develop is this big front part, the prefrontal cortex. This is the thinking brain. Uh, this is what allows us to build these societies and these buildings and economies and think about the past, think about the future, what separates humans from other animals, the ability to critically think. And when kids are about eight or nine years old, they, they start to develop this aspect of the brain. They, they realize, hey, if I do my chores today, then I can go over to you know, my friend's house and have a sleepover the next day. They, they start understanding that. And what happens, and especially as adults, we tend to overthink things. Like, I mean, we all overthink. Oh, should I do this? Oh God, if I do this, if I do that, we just drive ourselves crazy. And what happens, a lot of people say, why can't I live in the present? Why can't I just be like when I was a little kid? You know, the thing, the way kids can act and respond to the world is because they haven't developed this thinking brain. And as adults, we tend to use this way more just primarily and, and especially men. Men over, they, they think, they think and think. And I know, um, you know, 
maybe the spouse says, I wish you could feel emotions more. I wish you could, you know, cry more this or that. You just think too much. Why, you know, just, just a lot of your emotions go. And, and the reason being is we, we use this part of our brain so much that we tend to block out the middle part of our brain where our emotions lie. And then our most primitive brain, our brainstem, which are instinct, intuition, our survival, our basic functions, our hormones, serotonin, dopamine, all these feel-good hormones lie. And so when we do the breath work or we do the cold, our thinking brain turns off because all we're doing is trying to survive. When we go into cold water, we're able to get into these deeper aspects of our brain, our brainstem, that's where survival lies. Because when you're in freezing cold water, you're just trying to survive. You can't, you can't think your way out of the situation. And when that part of the brain gets stimulated, that's where we can release all these feel-good hormones, serotonin, dopamine, endocannabinoids. And we also get into our instinct. We just know what's the right direction. We don't have to think about it. We just, just feels right. And then also we get into this level of our brain where our emotions lie. So all of a sudden, you know, you might feel this sense of emotion or, you know, maybe your spouse during the breath work will just start crying. I mean, I've had breath work sessions where I cried for 15 minutes. I had no idea why I was crying, but it was stimulating that aspect of the brain and the beautiful parts of the brain. And we get to those parts by not overthinking things. And again, freezing cold water, you just have to survive. So you can't think your way out of it. And the breath work each round, you get more and more relaxed that you, 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 you slow the mind down and then we get into these deeper aspects. So that's, that's what I'll touch on in the mindset aspect of the, of the method. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I love it. I love stuff about the brain. I could just listen all day. Yeah. It's <laughs> <to> brain stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, Jeremy, I am just loving this. It's inspiring me to really like up my, the cold yeah. is the first thing of my practice that I just yeah. don't do me too I yeah. just let, let it go but this making me want to just bring it back into my regular yeah. practice so could you tell us oh man could you tell us tell us one example of something you already told us about your mom which is really cool can you give us one more example of somebody who you've seen that was just a really cool result from this practice yeah I have uh, uh last year I went up to um I went up to Bozeman Montana and I haven't old friend of mine, a childhood friend that was a force recon Marine and he, he served the country and then he did some private contracting work afterwards. And I don't think he'd mind if I still the story, but you know, as a lot of our vets that come back um, into normal society, uh, he dealt with some stress and emotions and, you know, contemplated you know, serious, you know, suicide a few times. And so many of our vets do that. Um, unfortunately, we lose a lot of vets to suicide. And so I, uh, he runs a program up in Bozeman called uh, Heroes and Horses. And it's a program that he went through many years ago when he was not doing so well. Uh, an ex uh, Navy SEAL put this program together. He brings up uh, veterans and they go out in the Montana wilderness on pack trips and they work, they use horses to help with therapy. And they, they go out for one week, two weeks on end and, um, you know, use, 
use the horses and uses nature to help help heal these guys. So uh, he invited me, said, hey, I want you to come up to do this program. And uh, but let me let's let's do just a small event. So I went up to Bozeman, Montana, and his buddy from Texas that he worked with, uh, he he happened to be up there. And, you know, he was a strong guy, real amazing Marine or yeah, amazing Marine. And but he, you know, he dealt with things after war as well. And he happened to be up there. We did a workshop. We went through the breathing went through the cold exposure up in Montana when it was 20 degrees outside and they loved it. The breath work to get them into the present moment and then the cold. And I was supposed to go back up to Bozeman to teach three more classes when some other vets, vets came through the program, but because of COVID that got canceled. But uh, what was really inspiring was about a month ago, I talked to my friend uh, up in Bozeman and he, he said, you know, I just, I just visited my other teammate who came through, came through the program, came and learned the Wim Hof method. And he's, he's still doing his breath work and he's still doing the cold. And honestly, he's doing fantastic. He's just doing amazing. And I, I feel like that really put him in a better direction. And I mean, hearing stories like that, that was, that's what inspires me to keep teaching because he, you know, it's, 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 I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, come from a warlike environment to, to society and have to adjust. And hearing that he's, that it sent him on a different tra- trajectory and he's doing so much better is, is, is just inspiring. And again, why I just keep, keep teaching and spreading the word about this beautiful practice. Yeah, that's amazing. And again, how amazing and cool that we all have the access to breath work mindset, like what you just said, it's like, it doesn't cost us anything. We can do it. So I think that's really, that really is beautiful. We, we have loved this and we are about out of time. Um, but we, we wanted to ask you the question that we always ask all of our, the people that we interview, and that is what is one life-changing habit that has helped you find the magic in your life every day? Man, I'd say, I'd say breath work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, the cold's been amazing. I put maybe just a little bit to the breath work because it's just crazy how 10 minutes of conscious breathing can totally change your mood. And I've seen my life just go in this amazing direction because I'm just living life. I'm not trying to plan all this stuff. I'm just allowing life to happen and working with what it's giving me as opposed to trying to change it. Yeah, I just I just feel like conscious breathing has really helped me with magic in my life. So that's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you said that because it, it really sounds magical. So I'm glad that that's your thing. That's awesome. That would be funny after this whole conversation though, if you're like, actually I just like this, you know, I like, yeah, I like donuts. Yeah, donuts in the morning. <laughs> No, I, I would, I would really attribute a lot of my happiness and a lot of uh, success and a lot of, you know, inspiration and intrigue with life to, to a 10 to 12 minute breath work practice in the morning. Do you ever meditate after your breath work? Cause I've incorporated it. Like I use it as my getting into meditation breath work. And I really enjoy that. Have you ever tried that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, every time you do the breath work, it's a meditation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
when I teach classes, we, we spend a good bit of time after the last round of breathing mm -hmm. to just be there, be mm -hmm. in that moment. And uh, there's not many people that want to come out of that moment early. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it is a meditation going through the breath work. Breath work practice. That's so good. That's awesome. I'm with you. Okay. Well, excellent. Well, Jeremy, tell us how for, I mean, you've given our listeners some great tools to, if they want to test out and try some things in their own life, but tell us where they can find more about you, your, the courses that you offer and also Wim Hof, the Wim Hof method in general. Yep. The Wim Hof method has amazing resources. You can go to www.wimhofmethod.com and find all the scientific studies, dig deeper into the method. And then I would recommend, I use this myself, go to on your iPhone or your Android to your uh, app store and search Wim Hof Method. And there is an app that is just phenomenal that you can download and there'll be guided breathwork sessions. There'll be more explanation on Wim story, more explanation on the science. And then there's also little challenges, a 20 day cold shower uh, challenge. They're always coming up with these, these great things. So I would highly recommend downloading the app and then also visiting wimhoffmethod.com. Um, great, great resources. Uh, to find me, probably the best way is, is social media. On Instagram, it's uh, jeremy.wilstein. You can find me there and connect. I often will post my workshops on there and they're also posted on the Wim Hof method uh, website on Facebook. I'm Jeremy Wilstein uh, because of COVID um, getting the full workshops ramped up again and uh, they will be posted on the website. And then I often post them on my, on my social media. Um, I am going to be, if anybody's in the Chicago area, the Denver area, or the San Diego area. I should be going to all three of those places in May coming up. And then I'll teach, uh, I've been teaching these 90 minute intro to Wim Hof method and science and breathwork classes here in Park City, Utah, where I live, offering those workshops. And then my main workshop, it's about four hours that we really dive into the method and really train with the breath work. And we get, we end it with a cold bath. Um, I'm going to get some more of those up on the schedule with COVID. It's just been, uh, well, everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. We will, so we will put this in our show notes as well as in the email for anybody who, um, if you're not signed up for our email, you can do that on our website, findthemagic.co, but this is perfect. Um, be able to find you and again me and Terilyn and Felicia like our whole family we did do a workshop with Jeremy and it was fantastic so 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 fun well Jeremy thanks so much for being on with us this has been amazing and um, we're really excited for everyone to try this out yeah I would you know I would say just just give it a go download the app start there do the guided breath work the thing about it is it, it doesn't take a long commitment and you don't have to go anywhere. You can do this in the comfort of your own bed or your house. And most people have a shower. And if you live in Utah or, well, 
this week, if you live in Texas, <laughs> you could probably have some cold water as well. So, so uh, it's, it's accessible to, to most everybody. And I just say, give it a try and just see how you feel. If you feel better, then keep going with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And thanks everybody for listening. Let's find the magic. Brown cows. <laughs> 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 <laughs>